0: Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff, a brand new podcast, a Sunday night, April 29th, just get watching a little extra Sunday night baseball, but the big talk of course is always uh, Padre baseball lately, especially, you are a little heated this
1: week. You know what, it was really funny, it was heated today on Twitter, Yeah, but it was with a guy, I have no idea who it was, so I was just having fun, but I think some people get like really... Like I'll give you an example. We we were busting balls with Leisure Fryer yesterday because Leisure Fryer sent out a great video wishing happy birthday to our friend miserable Padre fan who's here tonight. And somebody did a screen capture of Fryer flexing. So it was great. It was so funny and and the thing I love about Fryer is we bust on him yeah. and he and he digs it. He gets the joke. So that was yesterday. So this morning as I watched Will Myers go on the DL again, I said, and, and it's like you feel like you have to break everything down when you put a tweet out. So I said a lot of people talk about the $13 million for Brian Mitchell and Chase Headley. This was before Brian Mitchell sucked again today. <laughs> but I said, ultimately, Trey Turner and $84 million for Will Myers will be the legacy of A.J. Preller. And that's where everybody stopped. What I wrote after that was, unless the group of these farm system kids, which is loaded, come up and win championships. Heck, one championship. Yeah, You come up and win one championship, go to a World Series. I firmly believe, now we won't worry about Trey Turner and Joe Ross anymore. If Fernando Tatis comes up and performs at the level that we all hope he will, then I don't think we're talking about Trey Turner anymore. But as we stayed today, as I wrote in the tweet, if that doesn't happen, Trey Turner is performing at the major league level. We are excited for everybody else. We're excited for Eric Lauer. His first game in the majors, he got the shit beat out of him. Does that mean his whole career is going to suck? No, of course not. But until they come up here and perform at the major league level, as it stands today, you have to find a way to get over... Turner and eighty four million for Will Meyer, In my opinion, I couldn't agree more. I, I also
0: think to the point. Let's say Trey Turner becomes this player that all these baseball executives say. You know, for yeah. example, Don't look at it up from the Padres' point. What do other major league executives fans, like Trey or fans or
1: podcasters
0: yeah. the, or anybody else? The guys who are pros that get paid a lot of money to evaluate players, love they it. love Trey Turner. They they absolutely game do. changer. They do absolutely. And if Trey Turner turns into. That all star, that future Hall of Fame, or whatever, we're still going to think in our mind. Well, we could have Trey Turner at short and Tatis at third,
1: and then how good we have been? Sure, but that'll make you nuts. Yeah, that, well, that, of
0: course, but that's what we do in sports. We do but, drive ourselves crazy.
1: But I'm fine with going, and I've said this on the podcast in the in in the past that if if Tatis Junior. Yeah. Can be the guy that everybody hopes he will be, um, but he hasn't done it yet. Yep. But if he ends up being the guy we all hope he will be. Then you look at it and you go, okay, well, we got to tease for James Shields. And, you know, probably it's a better gamble on my. Sure, I'll give you all that. I'm not a Will Myers fan. And I was shocked, Dave, how many people that jumped into the conversation still buy into the, the myth of Will Myers. I think the Will Myers act, uh, trade is going to go down as one of, the, and, and maybe not even so much the Myers trade as the rush to the extension is going to be one of the biggest mistakes this franchise will ever make. Here's why. Because they continue to to plead pro, uh, poverty. Yeah. If they were the Angels or the Yankees or the Giants, and you give him an $84 million extension, and he turns out to be whatever, and this has nothing to do with the, the IR. I have no idea his level of pain. He could be really jacked up. But you rushed into that extension now where i probably wasn't fair in the tweet where i wasn't fair was putting it all on preller and and that i would take full blame for because we know that guys that have been in the front office like to think that they are baseball executives and i don't know for sure that that was all an aj move so if you want to call me and go hang on are you are you sure that that was 100% aj given the extension no and i would say no you're you're 100% right that could have been d fowler anybody else but let's just say as an organization and take aj out of it if these guys do not come up and are higher than third place teams and perform better than what we've seen and Trey Turner is at the level that he will be for a team that can fire Dusty Baker after going to the playoffs because they weren't satisfied. But we continue to accept mediocrity and bitch about uniforms or something <laughs> in this town. That was the only point I was making. Yeah. I'm as confident as anybody that a lot of these guys are gonna come up and and be exciting. But right now, Trey Turner is exciting at the majors. These guys are exciting at double A uh urias is exciting at AAA. fine there have been plenty of guys in the bigs that have leveled off at AAA. see jabari blash now do i think all these guys are jabari blash no hell no but don't tell me that the future is already determined yeah. until these guys come up and perform i just i couldn't believe how many guys diminished trey turner and and thought will myers is great
0: that, to me, shows, and people get insulted when you say this, but that shows to me that the lack of knowledge of baseball, just because a guy's wearing a uniform doesn't make him great, and because he's not wearing a uniform doesn't mean he stinks. Trey Turner's outstanding. Will Myers, to me, is one of the most frustrating guys yeah. in, in Padre history. And for me, and the reason I say that, there aren't too many five-tool guys. You've heard that forever. Guys who are, have the ability to be five-tool guys. Will Myers doesn't care about winning ball games for your Padres. He just doesn't. He he has shown over and over again actions. Would you want him on words. your
1: team as a manager? Do you think? No. I, yeah. I,
0: I, I wouldn't want him on my team, but he's so fucking frustrating because you can see how athletic he is. He should be a guy that steals bases. He does have a plus arm. He is a guy that should hit for average. He is a guy that should hit for power. He drives me crazy. It's so how frustrating. How
1: good would he be if he had Trevor's mentality, Tony's mentality, yeah. Mike Trout's mentality, this will John drive, Carlos' Stanton mentality?
0: This will drive you crazy when I say it. Honestly, I think if he had the mentality of Mike Trout – He's in the top five players right now playing today. I think he's that talented. And maybe talented. they thought that's uh, what they were getting yeah, so I, But I, I, why the I, extension? That's the ridiculous part. I don't understand AJ extension either. Just relax. No one's knocking AJ's door down saying <laughs> we need you. Just hold on a second here. But, but that's what frustrates me about Myers. He is so fucking clueless. He doesn't understand that to a lot of people it means a lot. You're making a ton of money. You sit there with that dumb comment about the Mexican food in San Diego. You can see Mexico from my house. Yeah. It, it just it, It's just ridiculous the way that he doesn't seem to connect with San Diego. He doesn't give a shit. This injury now that he has, Andy Green says this is a month long. Don't expect Got to it. see him for a month because I've had this injury. He's gone for 30 days. So, you go, how, how many games has he played right now up to Nine. this point? Nine. Nine games up to this point. Trey Turner's you, played 27. Yeah. But, who, you, but, Trey, but, no, but Trey Turner's yes. injury prone, as I was told that, a million <laughs> times today. I was like, wow. So, it, it is very frustrating. And, yeah, we understand the minor league. Someone wrote to us today, and it, it frustrated me when he said that you and I have that old man mentality that we want to need to win right now. We have said process a million times. Yeah. We have said we understand. Be ready to go in 2023 even. Not even 2020. 2023. Let these guys get closer to the age of 28 when they're in their prime. I believe in this minor league system. All these people can't be wrong. I am Not yeah. not just Padre guys are telling me how great this minor league system is. These are the guys of all 30 teams saying this is the number one system in Major League Baseball to bring guys up. Now, percentage-wise, are all of them going to hit? No. But enough of those guys should hit where they could be the next Houston Astros.
1: Yeah, the problem is, too, with the Myers deal, if you look at it, the Hosmer deal is front-ended, yeah. where it's pretty good. It is a good deal. The Myers deal is back-ended, and that's what makes it a bad deal. You're not going to be able to move it, and my problem with the Myers contract is, let's say 1920, you become a wild-card team, and all of a sudden there's somebody available. I hope not, but could it impact your ability to make a deal or two deals at the deadline to find a guy to put you over? Because... Nobody's going to lay down and just hand you the division in 19-20. It's not like the All-Star game. They don't just say, hey, San Diego, guess what? It's your turn. Congratulations. The Dodgers are going to be competitive. The Giants at that time are going to have a lot of money coming off the books. Arizona and Colorado. So you are going to have to do right moves. But again, the point of the tweet was, as I see Myers go on the DL again, I hope the path to success continues the way we hope it does because if it doesn't, we're going to have a hard time shaking that stink yeah. off of this franchise. Now, I had a guy within the organization uh, send me a message the other day because I thought Nick Hardwick... oh, <laughs> Nick came uh, out and called uh, out Will Myers the other day. Yeah, And if you can take... The loyal to the soil and all your hurt feelings about what Nick did out of the equation for one minute, I'm just going to say this. Nick was a Pro Bowl player during his time for the San Diego Chargers. He was a Pro Bowl player. When a guy that is a Pro Bowl player, which is a high level, and Nick was a high level player in his sport, calls out another guy for lack of focus, lack of, you know, mental toughness, I pay attention. Because I can say it, Dave can say it, or any other talk show can say it. Any writer can say it, any blogger can say it. But when a guy who performed at the highest level says, that guy needs to get it together, I found that interesting. So I had a guy within, so I said I agree with Nick 100%. I had a guy within the organization say, what did Nick call him out on? And I said he called him out on when Will said, I want to go back to first base because the outfield's boring. And I knew what was coming next. And like clockwork, come on, man, that was a joke. And I said, it's a joke from the other 24 guys on the roster, but nobody wants to hear it from a guy that three months ago said he had trouble focusing last year. Yeah. I don't need those kind of jokes for him. I don't need jokes when the team's playing like shit. What I need is a guy saying, hey, man, I will go wherever you need me to go. When Hosmer comes back, I don't care if you need me to pitch, catch, whatever. But you will never hear that from Myers, and it makes me crazy. You know
0: what's interesting about Major League Baseball
1: and the time that you and I
0: cover the Padres and you see other teams, teams honestly feel this way. If a guy goes on the disabled list that we want you to come in, get your treatment, start your rehab, but when the game starts, we want you out of the dugout. They don't want you around. If you can't help the team, we don't want to see you because it's a reminder of the frustration that you can't help us win. Goodbye, we'll see you tomorrow afternoon before the game when you're getting your treatment, going through your rehab all over again. Will Myers being hurt is frustrating. He just signed Hosmer. Obviously, he's not going to be the first baseman. Yeah. Myers c- completely, if he was bored in the outfield, he showed he was bored last year, didn't know where to stand. When you have a guy on second base, a guy on first, and he's holding the runner on first. Nobody does that at the major league level. Yeah. So he, he wasn't, uh, he, to me, kind of threw the towel in in his half-ass effort last year playing first base. That's why you had to go out and get – a guy like Hosmer that had to be a leader. Hosmer's sitting there fixing the problem that Will Myers has created. I'm not so sure you want Will Myers around all these young guys when you're teaching these guys what it takes to be a major leaguer. And that's what's uh, very frustrating when you sit there and you watch him. At the same time, when I look at Myers and his talent, let's say the Padres can't flip him off. Let's say that they're able to, to trade him off this year or next year.
1: Well, if you're going to flip him, Dave, it's going to cost you one of your prospects as well. Yep. So now you give up Turner plus prospect whoever. Fill, fill in the blank, and you go, okay, well, now we gave up even more just to unload a guy that we signed to a ridiculous extension. Which we've seen
0: before. So yeah. what I'm going to say, a hypothetical team. Let's say okay. Myers gets traded to the Giants, okay, and he goes to the Giants. The Giants are making a run at the National League West and Myers all of a sudden turns into that player we thought we are going to see down here. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating, but also we've seen it happen too in the past yeah. where guys are able to Jed up their Jerko. game. Yeah, Jed Jerko. You've seen it not just with the Padres, but other teams as well. Mm-hmm. Are the Padres one of those organizations where you can kind of you know, ski by a little bit instead of not giving 100% every single day and not being held accountable like a city like New York, like Boston, like San Francisco, where the fans are going to be in your face if they know you aren't giving 100%.
1: Man, at some point, at some point, we have to stop accepting mediocrity. It doesn't have to happen in 2018, because nobody looked at 2018 and said it's a playoff team, and and they get crushed again today. Um, see, I think we're all I think we're all fooled a little bit last year when they did what they did. Um, but but they're they're a bad baseball team. But you also have some guys finding their way, right? Cordero's finding his way. Margot's finding his way. Um, you know, a couple other things. With Casey, like, you're excited to yeah, see him every time he goes yeah, on the hill. Lauer. I talked about Lauer the other, uh, you know, I want to see Lauer. This is a, 18th's probably a good year for a lot of these guys. Uh, you see Andy Green after the game today. Say, look, man, Brian Mitchell, you better figure it out. Yeah. You better like, figure it out. Sounds like almost out. what he said about Perdomo, huh? Absolutely. And that's what I like to see. I do. I like seeing that on Andy. Where you go, okay. Um, so Dave, to answer your question, I, I think it's been that way in the past. I'm not so sure that rule still applies because I think if it did, Perdomo's still here and Brian Mitchell's not called out. Yeah. No, I think Brian Mitchell's going to be gone. What What drives me crazy, though, is when you send Spangenberg down and Chase Headley stays on the roster. Yeah. And it's, it's just one of the ways this organization, through ownership groups and GMs and anybody else, continues to be stubborn. Look, yeah, you gave up nothing in Jabari Blash. And as plenty of people have pointed out, and that was kind of the start of my tweet today, yeah, you gave up $13 million for for, well, big deal. Like, I, I thought Darren made a funny point. Why, why are we worried about the checks that Ron Fowler's writing? Couldn't agree more. Yeah, I mean, you could get Lance Lynn for a one year deal, but you're not a playoff team, yeah. so Lance Lynn leaves. What different are we? No. Not not any different. But for me
0: on that is that Lance Lynn is a guy that's a veteran from an organization that goes about it a different way. If Lance Lynn is sitting around Casey every day, I feel a lot better than Brian sure. Mitchell being around Lucchese every day. Sure,
1: I got that. And then maybe the difference being is that if Lynn comes here and performs, you have the opportunity to flip him. Yeah. Much more, you have a much better chance of flipping him at the deadline than you have of everything, and you were going to be able to flip Headley. That, that to me, seemed a little bit like Chase and Rainbows. But again, whatever. Both of those guys are off the books in a year, and off you go. But, but I just look at it, and I go, that's the thing to me. Where I go, if they would have made the move yesterday and said, hey, look, we're going to let Chase go find a job. He's not playing here. He's got three hits on the year. We're moving forward with Villanueva, and Spangenberg and Perella and Aswahe. And we're just gonna let these guys yep. kind of get at bats and off we go. Honestly, Dave, if they had done that, you get crushed today 14 to 2. I, I probably would have looked down and go, all right, well, that's kind of where you're at. You're gonna shake some things out. And ultimately somebody's gonna separate themselves from the pack. This is where uh one of those guys we just talked about is gonna have to say, Hey, you know what? I wanna be here. Because even on bad teams, Good players shine. We saw it yeah. with Tony Gwynn for years. Good players shine. I just don't know that Myers, uh, I, I don't know, the guy might be the best guy in the world. It just makes me crazy when you go, and, and I don't blame him for taking the extension. If somebody offers you $84 million, you do it. His personality is who he is. We can't change it. Like I said, I have no idea what happened injury-wise. saw people today go, he's jaking it. No. I go, Jesus. No, I'm not. Nobody is saying that. But it just frustrates me when you see that. But if Tatis comes up and is a stud and plays, then this discussion won't matter anymore because you'll go, Trey Turner's fantastic. He's stealing 60 bases. But we love the guy that we cherry picked for James Shields. You know, it's
0: interesting. As most people who are baseball fans at some time in their life wish they were professional baseball players. Sure. As fans, we love the, the, the we root for the underdog, we root for the short guys that are very rare. The David Ecksteins, the Altuves, yeah. the Pedroyas, those guys that busted their ass, that opened doors, that said they don't pass the eyeball test. But, man, they had to do a lot of things right to make it work. Myers def- definitely passed the eyeball test. You want yeah. a guy that's sitting there giving the effort. I listened to Alex Rodriguez tonight talk about Gary Sanchez. Mm-hmm. And then Gary Sanchez says, hey, I'd like to sit down with you and, and you know, have a, get a bite to eat and you, to kind of give me some words of advice. And a says, you aren't going to like what I have to say and he goes they went out to eat and he laid into him and he said this is what it takes this is what your diet needs to be this is when you need to get to the ballpark this is what you need to do a routine you need to yeah. make best friends with all 11 pitchers you got to let them know they have your back and Gary Sanchez called him because you know I realized you didn't bring up hitting one time he goes we're not even halfway done of what I need yeah. to tell you to be a major leaguer yeah and and so this is this is what it takes as far as the process because I was hoping Will Myers would be that guy for these young guys. I think Hosmer is going to be that guy. I think Hosmer obviously has a personality and is known for doing that. Mm-hmm. But Myers, right now, I don't know if he's a good guy to have in that clubhouse
1: at all. Look, nothing would make me happier than than to have him come out and shine and be that guy that they thought they were investing in. I, I don't get me wrong. I, I want him to succeed. I cheer for the team. But, but man, oh man, some of you guys are delusional. You're just delusional to to talk about. Trey Turner's on the field. He played today. Myers has gone for a month. So, a, give me a guy that's making five hundred thousand, is a difference maker at the top of the lineup, who is a legit franchise shortstop, that gives us the opportunity. As Dave said earlier, uh, now you know all, all things playing out, um, where you go, yeah. Now, now if he's here, do all the dominoes fall the same way? We have no idea, right? It could be the yeah. butterfly effect where they always say you change one thing in the past and it impacts the next 75 moves that happen. And maybe you never make the move for Shields, which means you never get to Tease. And then you go, off you go. But I, I just think what it is right now is we are kind, at least for me, I won't speak for everybody else, but for me where I'm at right now, you're going through that very painful process of the transformation. Uh, I had an ACL surgery, and anybody who's been through it remembers there's a certain level where the brace comes off and the staples come out of your knee, and maybe you go from two crutches to one crutch, and you're like, this is great, let's go play golf. Well, you realize you can't. You realize you have another eight to nine months in that one-year rehab. I I can't imagine what it's like for guys coming off a Tommy John surgery. But you just get to that point where you – you just want to feel like we're a little bit on an escalator. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like we're on an escalator at all. It feels like we're on a moving sidewalk, and it feels like we're on an incredibly long-moving sidewalk that's been going for years. And, I, I mean, the, then the other thing that comes up is, is the debate on Austin Hedges. And, and to me, nobody is going to argue defensively what Austin Hedges means to this team, but you are not a good enough team or a deep enough team to accept a catcher hitting 200. Yeah. You're just not. Dave, you talked about Gary Sanchez. Yeah, if you had Aaron Judge and Didi Gregorius and <laughs> John Carlos yeah. Stanton in the lineup, yeah, when Sanchez is struggling, you can get away with it. Man, you are the Padres. You can't do that. It's like having
0: two pitchers bat in your lineup every night.
1: Yeah. Love him defensively, love his attitude, but but the two things that I laugh at going back to spring training was the jerk-off session that we heard about how Will Myers had added 20 pounds of muscle. That's worked out great. Guys made nine games to this point. And the jerk-off session that we heard about how great Austin Hedges' swing looked, the difference that he had in his swing. Because to me, swinging the bat, he looks like the same guy, but that applies to every guy on the team.
0: Yeah, every guy on the team. I mean, right now the hitting is extremely frustrating. You kind of wonder. Speaking of the guy that we expected to have the big bat, we expected Hosmer to come in and be the guy that he was with Kansas City. Yeah. I mean, today, for example, Adrian Gonzalez, who gets booed like crazy, Adrian Gonzalez had more RBIs today <laughs> than Hosmer has the entire season. I think our
1: friend Steve Woods had more RBIs today. In his, <laughs> in his, I, his adultly, he sent me. He sent me that. And I was like, well, Did you even think before he yeah. didn't send? But, <laughs> but I did. It, I did enjoy it. Made me laugh. But. Look, I'm I'm not worried about Hosmer. But it's uh, disappointing. Uh, sure.
0: And I'm not just pointing at Hosmer. What I'm saying to you is, is, what's Matt Stairs doing? This team strikes out an
1: average of 10 times a game. But I would think if Hosmer was sitting here with you, he would say, dude, I am I am very slow out of the box. This is on me. This is not on Matt Stairs. He's
0: right now not close to the player we thought he was getting. And that goes defensively as well. Defensively, yeah. he's cost them two
1: games just with his glove. Yeah. that's That, to me, is... Because yeah. defense shouldn't go
0: into a slump, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But what people in the paper are writing about, and again, I crack up, is people in the paper are not bitching about anything like, and and I'm not saying you have to call out Hosmer or whatever. Nobody complains that Chase Headley's still on the team or Brian Mitchell's still here. We're all pissed at Mud and Orsillo. (laughs) Three weeks in a row. Stop showing Mud and Orsillo in the booth. Oh my gosh. Holy cow. Three
0: weeks in a row they're getting hammered. Yeah, You're right. That's where we're pointing the finger. At. We're pointing the finger at the announcers, not the product on the field. Speaking of the the two guys you just mentioned, you, you brought mm-hmm. it up a second. You mentioned Headley, you mentioned Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Okay, neither one of these guys belong on the Padres right now. You look at yeah. Mitchell; he's zero and three. His ERA is over six. He, he obviously it's embarrassing. You talk about the thirteen million dollars that came with Headley. So if you're AJ, does it become one of those deals? Is hey, we got to move this guy to the bullpen before we even think about releasing him, and at the same time. God, I put my neck out on the line in front of everybody, especially in front of Ron Fowler. What yeah. do I do to save face? To basically explain this Brian Mitchell situation? I mean, it'll be done.
1: I mean, Jabari Blash is not Trent. And I'm Turner. not worried about that, but still, it's 13
0: million dollars that you, yeah. as you said, you claim poverty all the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe they did it, Dave, because they're the one team that nobody looks at and says they're constantly tanking, right? I mean, you put money out for Hosmer. Uh, I'm sure there are plenty of teams in in baseball. That have, oh shit, I, I looked at one today. Uh, all you got to do is look at what Dan Duquette gave to Alex Cobb, right? Yeah. Alex Cobb's got an ERA over 12. Sucks. Yeah. And that's about 13 million. But I'm pretty sure that deal, off the top of my head, is a longer deal than this. You you thought you had something in Mitchell. You well, did. only
0: one guy did. I mean, really, it was a was No, AJ. they said their scouts did.
1: But I mean, but, Team AJ. Yeah,
0: yeah, Team AJ thought he did.
1: But you could also look at that and say, okay, but these are the same guys that told us. He's
0: not having one bad year. This is what he's done his entire career. This is Brian Mitchell.
1: Yeah. I mean, you go, look, they told us go Mackenzie Gore, right? They told us, I mean, find the other guys that they've done. Uh, Yeah. You don't want to make that. I guarantee what Fowler said is, look, we'll write this one off. Don't make a habit of doing it. Yeah. Don't make it happen. I
0: would be, you know what? I'd respect them a lot more if they cut ties sooner than later, instead of you know, I made, you made a mistake. Felt like they might. He's not. I hope so. And he, again, when you listen to uh, to Andy Green talk, he sounds almost exactly the same conversation he yeah. had with the media that he had with Perdomo.
1: Yeah, felt like it might. Yeah. And at that point, you go, all right, shit, own it. I mean, it kind of felt like Andy owned it today to uh, to AC. Holy cow! How about that guy? <laughs> Hang on a second. What what happened to AC? I have no idea what's going on. What, I mean, as far as
0: as far as, what happened to the paper? I don't understand paper anything. Sucks. Yeah, what paper happened? Paper sucks.
1: Nobody does journalism anymore. Dude, my paper shows up. Okay, let me tell you why the UT okay. sucks. My paper shows up every day between 9 and 10. So I email them because you can't get anybody on the phone. Yeah. Anybody who listens at the Union Tribune remembers it wasn't that long ago where if you had an issue with the paper, which honestly, in fairness to the UT, I rarely did. You would call and there was this old woman that would answer the phone, Union Tribune. And you could say, can I speak to circulation? And she would say, sure. And she would put you through and it'd be circulation. This is Dave. Hey, Dave, I'm at 123 Main Street. I didn't get a paper. I'll take care of it. Plus, I'm going to credit your account for another. Well, you know, yeah. that day, the paper is 50 cents, right? (laughs) But they did it. And you go, okay, the, the issue was resolved. This week. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, my paper shows up at 10. I leave, by the way, it says in everything, your paper for any of you that still subscribe to the print. And I like the print edition. I go and get a cup of coffee in the morning. I like to read it. I don't travel with the tablet and I've got a Samsung eight, but I don't like reading it because there's so many goddamn pop-ups on their site. I hate it. They say the paper should be at your door every day at six. So I leave at six 30, uh, paper, uh, nine ten o'clock consistently. So I email them, your service sucks. Cancel the paper. Yeah. Now over the course of four hours, I get six emails, all worded the same from quote unquote Alex in the customer service department, uh, saying, Hey, we're sorry. We've sent a memo out uh, to the the guy who runs the route. We're gonna get it all resolved. And I'm like, the paper sucks. Yeah. Okay, the paper sucks. I live in San Diego proper. And most days, it's like, hey, for uh, the game was tied 2-1 to one in the fifth when we went to print. <laughs> and, like, today, I'm sure the the column that Todd Leonard wrote about the rugby team was fascinating, but I, who gives a shit? So then uh, I determined, okay, I'm going to call and try to get this guy. Well, they yeah. send you off to India and or wherever, Pakistan. Who gives a shit? Colombia. I can understand the frustration and you're like just cancel the paper okay (laughs) and then today's sunday paper i don't even get the paper yeah and people wonder why prince dying prince dying because it sucks sports illustrated's dying sports illustrated sends me a thing the other day my kids want a subscription to sports illustrated and it says uh 39 issues you can get 39 issues for 75 cents an issue You go, all right, well, that's kind of interesting. And then you look at the fine print, and it says, Sports Illustrated publishes 12 issues a year that count as double issues. So I go, okay, well, I'm not getting 39 then. I'm getting 27 issues, right? You fucking assholes. (laughs) Stop telling me I'm getting 39. Just say it's 27 issues, but we're going to charge you 75 times 39 because we're assholes, and we don't figure you caught it. No, 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 no it's 39 issues it's just 12 of them are double oh okay so 27 of them are gonna be shit yeah and then the other 12 are gonna be really shitty yes no <laughs> and you're like dude everything's done everything's dying the paper sucks yeah I, so then i go i'm like well f- screw the ut I go buy the LA Times. When's the last time? I canceled my subscript yeah. in the LA Times. When's the last time you bought an LA Times uh, off the rack?
0: Uh, oh, God, off the rack. Forever. Years. Two seventy-five. three $2. years. Five. Really?
1: Three bucks wow. for the LA Times. I bought it. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted it for the day. I was like, ah, oh, shit. You know, though though,
0: The LA Times does it different than the UT. They they, they, they do, and I understand. But it's, they're, but it's yeah. the same driver. So it, that it, paper's going to show up at 10 yeah. o'clock, too. No, I got that. But I, I'll give you an example. Just like you always say, we, we went to print at whatever, 730. I mean, it's fucking yeah. ridiculous. And then you, when you get the the L.A. Times today, I'm watching. I was watching the Dodger game on one TV, watching the Padre game on another TV. Yeah. And the Dodgers had an issue with Cody Bellinger. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Dave Roberts benches Cody Bellinger for not hustling, and boom, it's it was out. It was it was on their website super fast that you know they they were on it.
1: Well, you got uh, pictures of and, AC's office, and so then, now we'll <laughs> That drives people out of their mind. Oh, man.
0: And then all of a sudden you're getting, as soon as that game's over, within 10 minutes, yeah. Bellinger telling Dave Roberts basically, fuck off. No one's yeah. going to tell me if I hustle or don't. Man, they had things quick. And, and it, was, it was great. Just like I always say, there's nothing in today's paper that happened today. The LA Times is doing the best they can to
1: make sure you're getting stuff today. AC is like, he's drowning already. He's drowning.
0: Six weeks in. Yeah. Oh, God dang. Not even six weeks in, a month into the season?
1: Well, I think I think when he took this, he was excited because he thought uh he was gonna be Ray Kinsella. Yeah. And he was gonna be sitting on the bench with uh Amy Madigan, and he was gonna <laughs> and he was hoping Shoeless Joe was gonna walk through the corn. Well, there's no fucking shoeless joe coming, Kevin. No. Is there? So now, like, I was I was going back and forth. There's about eight of us on this text thread. That's pretty funny every night. Local media members and uh, I thought it was funny because we were talking about the thing with the office and how people just kill him because he's having fun. He's yeah. on the baseball beat. He likes it. And people just we get it, <laughs> right? You're at Coors Field. <laughs> Show Got the it. sunset picture. And I said, is he trolling people? Like he, he is he trolling? Like does he get the joke? And they're like, no.
0: Yeah, I don't think so.
1: No, and I heard he's. I heard from a pretty good source that he's he's a little rattled by what's going on. On that, he's a little rattled by Twitter. That he's that he's upset, and he's looking at it right now, going, "Man, this team strikes out a lot." And there's not. A, see, I think he going back to what we talked about, Dave. I think he thought. Well, I, I, that's not fair to say. It wouldn't surprise me if Kevin thought what I said earlier, that this was going to be an escalator year and that there were going to be fun stories to write as this team grew and went through growing pains and Hey man, this was a tough one, but, but everything is still moving forward. And then he realized, um, or when shocked me, if he realized, no, this is a moving sidewalk and I feel like it's a moving sidewalk taking me to, uh, death Valley. Yeah. And I'm like, Every now and then there's just somebody, and now you got to write for Twitter, like you said, and the website, and here comes this, and sidebars, and bang, bang, bang. Man, that thing is a grind. I, I just look at that. I go, that, that is a job where you go, I know I couldn't do it.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's, I know I couldn't. It's a lot of it. hours. It's a lot of work. It, if you think the players put a lot of time in, the guys that do it really well, it is a long tell, damn day.
1: And you have to tell the story different every yeah. day, 162 I just, I, I have an admiration for those guys. Yeah. Where you go, okay, Orsillo and Mud and Ted and Jesse, well, it's playing out in front of them, and it's live. Um, you go, yeah, they're really good at what they do. But, but Kevin, but they're just calling the game, and then it's over, right? Yeah, of course. And I'm, I'm not diminishing the role of any one of those four guys. I'm just saying it's a, it's a different role than what they do. Uh, but, man, I look at that, and AC's really the only guy. You know, like Kras used to be.
0: Yeah, That's funny. Is I was thinking of Kras because when Kraz did it, he did great. But as you just pointed out, the media has changed. I mean, what, what their their job description is has changed dramatically. We used yeah. to watch the guys who would sit right in front of us. They'd walk yeah. around. They would talk. They would eat. And then they'd sit down around seventh inning and start yeah. writing their story. It was, it was yeah. night and day different. It was, it's a different job. What AC and those guys have to do, it, it, to me, it takes a, a guy that's a little bit tough, Uh, you know especially in this situation here because he could have written the same thing today that he wrote on friday yeah but you got to sit there and take different angles you don't want people to ever accuse you of half-assing it and saying you didn't do a good job on it but when i watch other guys in in different markets Mm because i'll go online and i'll look at what different people are i'll I'll follow dylan hernandez you know with with the dodgers who by the way are sucking too yeah man there's a little bit of aggressiveness and maybe it's accepted in the bigger markets where it's okay to go after guys a little bit but it, it, to me, it, it, you're fair when you go after guys when they aren't playing well, doing the right things, and you're fair when yeah. the guys are playing really well and saying, look, this team is moving in the right direction.
1: I think the other challenge is, is you have found guys. Um, what's different in this market now are there guys that are part of that Padres Twitter-verse that are really good and sharp and yeah. funny and will call you on your bullshit. So AC wrote the thing about the players-only meeting and talked about, hey, for that one night they were a different team. And even as loyal as these fans are, man, there were about there were a lot of guys that jumped in and beat him up for that. Yeah. And instead of just going, Hey, you know what? I bought into it. Yeah. Yeah, I bought into it. I, I was hyped. I thought I thought we were good. He uh like he he didn't give it back. He just kept saying, Did you read the article? And you go, <laughs> Oh god. I would have if it was on my step by ten o'clock in the morning, but it wasn't. So, um, yeah, I, I look at him and I go, damn, we're, we're not even to May 1st and AC's done. Yeah. Plus. It
0: needs a Gatorade.
1: Plus the other thing for that, and, and none of you care and I understand it, but I I loved talking to Kraz about the travel schedule because those guys have to they have to book their own travel and then you have to go to the airport. And Kraz was doing it before TSA got bad. Yeah. So now you go and you go, I don't know if you go tonight or you go tomorrow, right? You write that game story. Now you gotta go down to the airport, get your ass to San Francisco for those three, then you gotta figure out to get to Monterey. And 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 it's just and plus writing and deadlines yeah. and editors and players hate you and fans hate you and media is making fun of you and and everybody else you're like god this is yeah just, why did
0: i sign up for this job
1: yeah you're not making four hundred thousand yeah. a year <laughs> yeah so i just yeah i have a respect for the job i just uh i had high hopes for him coming in doing it yeah but uh, i'm not so sure and but, I think he had high hopes coming in.
0: I, I want to ask you about because I know you were in Los Angeles yesterday, mm-hmm. and, and it, it's funny. You and I are quick to say we both love Los Angeles. Oh okay? yeah, we we, we love going. I look at L.A. and I know so many people here hate L.A. Anything to do with L.A. Mm-hmm. But L.A. is great. I don't live in L.A. You don't live in L.A. We won't no. say if we're gonna make a if we can live anywhere we want. We're picking San Diego. But I look yeah. at like where i live now i live in east lake right now but if i want to go to la jolla it's there and it's not that big of a hassle to go and enjoy a day in la jolla and then come back to where i am here same thing i look at la the same you live in san Diego, good la there's a lot to do there i just listed joking around with you on twitter i listed about 10 crazy sports stars that just happen to be there and not even talking about the other entertainment value you have but it's not a bad getaway it's not like we're sending you to a rival of the united states no, it's right up the road, and, it, and then and then you sit there and have a great week and get away. But it's so much hatred towards Los Angeles. When you're in LA this weekend, I noticed you posted a picture of the new soccer stadium, right? Uh,
1: no, the stadium that I posted was—it's funny. Um, I really had gone up there, and I told my kids I was going to send them a picture of the Elgin Baylor statue. It's the only thing I didn't do. Okay, my kids are like, hey, I, I didn't—I didn't see my kids this week, and they had a function going on. And they're like, hey, where's the Elgin Baylor picture? I go, you know, it's funny. I went to 100 places and I completely forgot the one thing I was going to do for you. And they're like, well, thanks. No, what I did was I wanted to go because I hadn't been by there in a long time. I have a buddy of mine. My buddy Rob Haney, is a Ram season ticket holder. My buddy Scott King is a diehard Rams fan. It had nothing to do with the Chargers. Yeah. But when we went out to the Lake Elsinore Storm game, we had such a good time talking about the future of the Rams. And I was like, hey, I want to see where this thing's okay. at.
0: So that's what the picture was. It was the new football that's stadium. The Ram- yeah, oh, wow. the,
1: the soccer stadium opened. Oh. Well,
0: Jesus. Well, that, that football stadium and the picture you posted, you could check it out on Jeff's Twitter. Yeah. Is uh, much further along than I expected.
1: Yeah. So I go and I check that out. It reminded me of how much fun it was to put up Petco Park. And I wasn't trolling anybody charger-wise. You just look at it and you go, shit, man, this should be going downtown. Yeah. This should be going up downtown. We'd, we'd be excited, even though the Spanos family becomes a bigger disaster every day. But I looked at it. But, Dave, just for what you said right there about what is going on in L.A., I, I go there and I look, and I, I just wanted to get a picture um, to kind of show my sons and my buddies, Rob and Scott, who are Rams fans, and I look across the street, and there are a hundred semis in the forum because Justin Timberlake, yeah. uh, Saturday night and Sunday night. Now you go, okay, that that may not be for me. That's a big-time thing in yeah. L.A. Now I get over to Sunset, and right across the street from, uh, God, okay, right within kind of like a triangle, craziest scene out in front of the Whiskey A Go-Go, because the atomic punks were out there and that was like, again, not my music, yeah. but you go, all right, like a really wild scene, two blocks up, same side of the sunset, huge line coming out of the Roxy because Cheech and Chong were at the Roxy. <laughs> then across the street at the Viper room, it was great. Cause yeah. on a Saturday night, they had a battle of metal bands going on. And I'm sure some of these things might happen in San Diego, uh, they had fights last night at StubHub. And then today was the opening of the LAFC Look and looked that. great on TV. So my point to L.A. has always been there are a lot of things that I like in L.A. I go up in a, and I see a bunch of things. But what L.A. does that we don't do is they act. We get our feelings hurt. Yeah. The, we get our feelings hurt. And and it frustrates me because if more people, do you know that soccer stadium that is on the grounds of where the old LA Sports Arena was? I looked at this picture I have with my son standing out from the LA Sports Arena. My son was in third grade. That's two yeah. years ago. Yeah, they built a brand new, state of the art crown jewel stadium. They leveled the sports arena, took it out, and built it in twenty months. It's awesome. And and it's the talk of, of MLS. It is not about trolling Charger fans. It is not about showing support to the Spanos family. It's not. It's when are we going to get our shit together and do things where either it's A, a new arena, where you go, hey, man, it's kind of cool. Timberlake's in town for a yeah. couple of nights. That's going to be a big-time event. That's a major show. It sure is. And you look at the board with everything else going on. And uh, oh, shit, Dave, then I'm going up uh, Sunset and at Laugh Factory last night, like it's Jeremy Piven and it's uh, Tony Rock, Chris Rock's brother. And fact, there were like three other guys. We end up, we come up Melrose, David Spades at the improv. There's other guys at Comedy Store. And so, yeah, I just go. There's shit to do. God damn. You're like, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I'm like, if if you were here for the night, yeah. you could do any. You could go see the fights. You could go see Timberlake. You could have a great night in the Viper Room, just watching the battle of local metal bands, which is exactly how the crew and Van yeah. Halen started. Uh, you could go see Cheech and Chong at the Roxy. You could have dinner. You could do whatever. But but to me, it's just looking at those two stadiums. It just bums me out as a guy who it loves does. San Diego.
0: It's frustrating when you talk about what it takes to build things. I always think of the, the Minnesota Vikings' new stadium. Yep. Because the Minnesota Vikings' stadium went up fast once it was basically determined they were going to build a new stadium. And when you think about the weather in Minnesota, to say, how do they fire through and continue construction when it's freezing almost every single day, Yeah, and yet th- they got it done and they hosted a Super Bowl? This whole issue, even what we have in San Diego right now, of what you're going to do in Mission Valley, there's so many lawsuits oh, coming. God. Everybody's fighting each other in their way. I have a feeling in five years we still won't have anything.
1: No, I tell you, I was so disappointed in what I saw from San Diego State because you go, you're just clueless. Yeah, and I love the Aztecs, man. I just wanted that plan to be great. And you look at that deal. You go, this is, this is not great. <laughs> this is not great. And um, But I, I want them to be okay. And And you just go, I don't know. God, I don't know. Maybe maybe seeing the excitement today, I go, geez, maybe, maybe it is the Soccer City guys. And by the way, I can vote for it. Yeah, how uh, about I, that? If I'm still there in November, which I'm not 100% sure I'll be. I probably won't be. But if I'm still there in November, I can vote for it. And I don't know. Uh, I don't know on either of those deals what you like. But but I, I'll tell you the the most telling thing for me. Was This was the first NFL draft, and I I wonder how many other people this applies to, where it felt like first time in at least 20 years where I didn't feel like I knew um, the first 25 names coming off the board. I didn't feel like I sat there waiting to see who would get player A. Where was player B going to be? Whoa, this guy went five. Outside of Baker Mayfield going number one, yeah, right. Because I think a lot of people thought it was going to be Sam Darnold, but and and Dave, when I saw David Akers and and all that stuff, which I thought was great, it was great. I'm just why stop telling me about Mission Valley, okay? Because yeah. I'm not being a dick. I'm just telling you I know more than you do, okay? I had conversations because my job required it to have conversations with the NFL. I wasn't writing a blog. I wasn't doing shit. I was talking to guys in the NFL. So please, for a minute, listen to what I am telling you. What the NFL said to me and Dave repeatedly was the following. Quote, build it downtown. Find a way to build it downtown. Do you know why? Because when we land and we go into our hotels whether it's the Manchester or the Bayfront or, or wherever else we go, you know what we love? We love the idea that people can walk yep. and enjoy the San Diego weather. The media can go to the convention center. We're going to utilize Petco Park. We're going to utilize this downtown stadium. The restaurants are fantastic. Yep. It's going to pump money into this economy. Let me stop. would have been
0: the only Super Bowl city in the NFL like that.
1: Yeah, let me just stop. This is also not an endorsement of Dean or Prop C or anything else. I'm just telling you what was said to me by the NFL.
0: They gave us the answers to the test.
1: Yes. We had Dean. I understand Dean fucked this up, but we we fucked it up too because Dean still has the NFL. We don't. But what they said was when you get that built and everything is right there, you know what's going to happen? Every one of these owners is going to say, this is fantastic, because we don't have to drive 30 minutes out of town like we did in San Francisco or Phoenix. This is great. And the media is going to say every day, this is great. And whether you buy it or not, it does benefit because they listen. And then what's going to happen is the Super Bowl is going to be here probably every fifth year. And you go, okay. Well, that's kind of a long time. Okay, but think about whatever you were doing in 2013. You could probably look back, right? And you go, shit, yeah, it doesn't feel that long. Every fifth year we're coming back. And then guess what's going to happen? The draft is going to come there. So when you're watching everybody at Cowboys Stadium and David Akers is doing his shit, I was sitting there thinking, who's that going to be, right? Who's going to come in? and be the guy to rattle the cage. Now, sadly, it could have been somebody from the Broncos and the Chiefs and the Raiders, but it would have been great. Do you know what happened to me today, Dave? I I was driving, and I found myself over on Claremont Mesa Boulevard. And knowing we were doing this podcast tonight, I intentionally, I didn't have to, I was heading to the 15th, but I swung down Murphy Canyon Road. Hadn't been down Murphy Canyon Road in a while. And I swung down Murphy Canyon Road and I stopped in the parking lot at Chargers really? Park. And here's why. Because as much as we hate the Chargers, this was always a fun day. And the reason yeah. why it was a fun day was this would be... Yesterday would have been great too. Um, But Saturday, these were the days where the draft picks came in. And you had the opportunity to chat with, in this case, Anthony Lynn and Tom Telesco yeah. and whoever, John, whoever else, about the guys you got in the process. And then you could go off the record and talk to them about moves that had been made. But it was a fun time because you would drive by and all the TV trucks were out and fans were out. And it was an exciting period. Optimism was high after the draft. And we just did it a couple of years ago with Bosa when he was coming in. And and everybody, you know, Going live, like I said, and here we come, and will he be the difference maker? And you just drive by, man. It's nothing but tumbleweeds there. Yeah, and you go, shame. it just sucks. It does suck. Yeah, it just sucks. It does Because suck. we deserve better. As a city, as as fans, we deserve better than what we got from all, from our local politicians, from our local leaders, um, from the team, and from the league. From the one or two assholes in this town that always create a lawsuit. Always, there's always somebody yeah. that's
0: going to jump up and get in the way. It, it was funny when I'm watching the draft, and I was excited. And the draft ratings were gigantic. But it's
1: different for you because of your connection that your son played at Alabama, yeah. and you know all those guys that, that was got drafted. Weird. That's cool. But That was
0: that was actually one of the coolest experiences because sure. we're, we're sitting on the couch, and he is texting every Alabama guy that's yeah. about to get drafted or whatever. And the most interesting one was, was Calvin Ridley. Calvin Really yeah, is supposed cool. to be the top wide receiver taken and it's funny, there's a picture right by your head right there. And Calvin really standing right next to my son in the picture. And he's, he uh, wasn't drafted where he thought he was going to go. And he ended yeah. up going to the Falcons. But Pretty when good. Josh was communicating with him, he, he was crying. I mean, he yeah. was devastated. So there, there was a different relationship there. But I'm saying ratings-wise, it was higher rated than the NBA Finals, than the World well, Series. Yeah. People are interested. And to the point when they're going to do this thing in Los Angeles in a few years. Oh, yeah.
1: Big time. My where kid, I was. Yeah. Right where I was.
0: My kid said, I want to go. I want to go one oh, time yeah. in person. I've never been to an NFL draft. I go, neither have I. I go, I'd love to go and just sit in the crowd yeah. and see see the electricity because all 32 teams are playing at the same time, basically, in, yeah. in, in those moments. It, to me, it was fascinating. I would have loved to have seen something like that, obviously, here. But f- for me, as you said, Bosa seemed like almost so long ago, but it wasn't. Right. It was two just years two years ago. ago. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, and when you, you talk about our connection with NFL and San Diego, how so many people are washing their hands on this league and that team, you look at Gates yesterday. Uh, the story comes out that you know a couple of days ago that Gates basically is gone. You know, his, yeah, his connection is gone, which means a connection we feel with the Hall of Fame player from San Diego going in. This is another example of we're, we're really this is for real. I mean, this the kind of hurts. Gates is gone. Rivers will be the next one. And you go, okay, well, where are the connections that we feel that's a San Diego guy? Yeah, I didn't have any problem with Gates being. Uh, gone. He should have been gone. But my, yeah. my my point is that that's a Qualcomm memory sure. of Charger football. And yeah, I don't another know, guy gun. And I always laugh when people go, oh, he's rubber-stamped in the Hall of Fame. Not so sure. The guy was a PED guy. We'll, yeah, see, we'll see what happens. Rodney. Yeah, we'll see how that all goes with Gates. So don't be so sure that he's rubber-stamped in. But at the same time, Phillip is that one guy I think we're hanging on. When Philip finally yeah. retires, do you feel like there's no connection, no memory of, of Charger football in San I, Diego? I,
1: I hope you understand this. Like when you see the situation with the kid who came up and said, you know, hey, my heart's always in San Diego. We all got a big kick out of that. Like the, the that's how that franchise is. Yeah. So when people like we we joked about it over the weekend. People would always say, How how are you not a Charger fan? or or you lie to the audience and you act like you're a Charger fan. What you guys are seeing right now is what we saw for twenty every years day For twenty years. Yep. And but I'll tell you the difference in what we saw and what you see. We saw it, but they were they were as arrogant as it came to dealing when it when they came to dealing with us or anything. Visiting media would say it all the time. Oh, Who are God. these guys? Totally inept, totally inept as an organization. And so right now, where you go, yeah, that just sucks. But people would say to me all the time. Now the funny thing is, uh, there'll often be days around town where I have a Charger shirt on, and it's very funny to me because I wear that shirt. Um, and I, I couldn't have less feeling on as much as I enjoyed meeting players and and becoming friends with a handful of them. I just don't feel it. It's just, it's a free shirt. I like it. It's a Saturday. (laughs) And, uh, and so, but, but that's okay. So when you go, man, you faked it or you didn't care or any of these other things about moving it's, you guys are seeing now firsthand. Yeah. The, you know, the high school kids holding up the the charger thing. and but I feel bad that, and I we've said this a bunch of times, Dave. I feel bad for all of you that were willing to overlook that because they were your team. And I get it. Yeah, because I feel like I do it a lot with the Padres because they're my team. Um, the difference is I feel like you have a much different ownership group with the Padres that we can be excited about. And and sadly for for this generation, you could never be excited about no. your ownership group because anything they they could get wrong, they did get wrong. But um, but yeah, it was just very weird because I just I I find myself if I'm close to that area, I'll roll by because even though I didn't really cheer for the team, I cheered for so many of the players, so many of the coaches. Uh, like I, I we had a completely different relationship with Mike McCoy than the fans would have. And again, yeah. um, picture if you go and you just had an inv- uh, an opportunity to talk to Matt Patricia. You know, this is kind of wild. You know, Matt Patricia, he's the coach of the Indianapolis Colts. He's an NFL coach. You bullshit. Yeah. Right? Uh, I'm doing a, a project for work, and I'm going to chat with him. And at the end, you go, well, he's a pretty good dude. He didn't say much. But off the air, he was chatty and conversational and cool. And then you go, okay, well, that's it. That that's how I felt about every Mike McCoy, Norv Turner uh, interview. I'm just like, hey, uh, I'll talk to you because my yeah. job requires me to do it, and it's fun, but I, yeah, just, <laughs> right? I mean. Yes. felt the same way. 100% felt the same yeah. way.
0: You, but, you make a great point. Didn't think about it. What people are getting right now is what you and I knew yeah. 20 years ago.
1: Well, and not just you and me. Yeah. Bernie knew it, right? Uh, Everybody yeah. that, Laz <laughs> knew it, um, and, and a bunch of people knew it, and and it was Frustrating because you could see we were inept at City Hall, right? I mean, look, City Hall was just as bad, and we were inept uh, with ownership. But I I think really the one thing that I I really look at is um, I think you and I, amongst others, were aware that Dean was ready to leave. I don't think— the NFL ever thought Dean would leave. But I feel like Dean had pinned himself in a corner by, with the help of Fabiani by saying what he had said and looked at it and realized, because had Dean closed that window yeah, and the Raiders said, okay, we're going to go. And now all of a sudden, LA is looking at a John Gruden Raider team, which I believe the Raiders still would have made that move. Yes. And now it's John Gruden and the Raiders. Stan Kroenke and the Rams are moving into this stadium that I just shot. Yep. Dean would have said, I have nothing. Because there would have been no motivation for the city of San Diego to do anything. Exactly. Because Dean has no You're not going to San Antonio. No, no. You're not going to Vegas. Vegas isn't going to put out that money for the Chargers, in my opinion.
2: I agree with you
0: 100%. You're right. He would have been stuck here in, in Southern California. And he knew it. He knew it. And he had no play, and he'd still be in Qualcomm for years to come.
1: And uh, I feel like he, he instead of saying, hey, you know what? Um, I really have to find a way to reconnect and get out and do things and get this city back on my side. Uh, he took the easy way out.
0: I wonder if uh, a younger Alex Spanos would have been a guy that... that Can't answer that, it. That, yeah, I, I never knew him. Saying, no, I'm just saying, he, yeah. he was a go-getter. Dean never had that personality of the go-getter guy.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Alex
0: is a guy that came from nothing and made something. You wonder if if a younger Alex could have done it. And unfortunately, we'll never know. And Dean wasn't that guy, and and no one in that family is that guy.
1: But so when I I said that yesterday about this stadium going up, I I know what it meant for downtown. And there was no, look, the NFL. If it ended up being in Mission Valley, the NFL would have been like, goddamn San Diego, right? He <laughs> had everything so easy. I still believe. If you had ended up in Mission Valley, I still think the Super Bowl was come here and the draft would have. come here. Um, but it would have been the NFL looks at it and says, Of our all of our situations, that would have been the best one. Because even with Jerry World or Cronky World, Cronky World is still in downtown Inglewood. And and we would have been downtown San Diego. And it would have been two completely different things. Sadly, as of now. Um, we won't know. And then the, the great thing is in that San Diego State drawing, well, if we can get an additional uh, eight or 900 million, you go, God damn, man, we had 600 million from the NFL that we walked away from. Now we expect somebody else to kick it in and let San Diego State call the shots on that, it's just not going to happen.
0: It is crazy how slow things move, and and not to compare the two cities over and over again, but we're not seeing it from that far away. Yeah. You mentioned how quickly the soccer stadium went up, how quickly the NFL stadium is going up. The Olympics are coming to L.A. in a couple years. One thing they showed the last couple days in Los Angeles is Union Station bringing people to Dodger Stadium. Did you see that? In the the gondola. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, how crazy is that? You can make it from Union Station to Dodger Stadium in the air, for for basically uh, in five minutes. You know, you, yeah. you're right there. You don't have yeah. to deal with all the traffic, nothing. You're above
1: the city. It looks cool as shit. I well, mean, it looks like out of the Jetsons. But if you remember, the guy who talked about it was Ron Roberts. Yeah. Ron Roberts wanted yep. to put a gondola, uh, gondola from downtown to Balboa Park. Yep. And, and wanted to do that. And so then- when everybody freaked out about Mission Valley and parking and everything, I said to Ron on the air, "Well, just extend out your goddamn gondola." <laughs> but they're going to do that from Union Station. Yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah, and and it sounds like all of LA's ready to yeah. go. That was on the uh, on the paper the other day. Um, a couple other things for you. What? I, oh, Friday, I saw the new Avengers movie. Okay, you an Avengers guy? I'm a I'm a superhero
0: guy. I Haven't seen the Avengers movie.
1: God damn, man! Two hours and forty minutes. Wow, really slow. Really, really slow. Too many fucking actors, huh? Yeah, too many of them. Because now here's the thing: Um, I I wouldn't say like Dave that I'm a a comic book guy. Yeah, but I've enjoyed those movies. Usually, I've seen with my son. um, Like the Iron Man are funny. Uh, That kid. The, the kid who plays the new Spider-Man? Yeah. I had no idea that kid's British. Yeah. He's really funny in that role. I've never seen the Guardians of the Galaxy, but those guys show up. But it's so much, and there's so many different layers to it. I don't know. If you're a diehard, um, you might like it. But I would say I saw Civil War. I've seen it, and it had a great time, where you just go, man, this is a popcorn movie, and it's moving. felt like, to me, um, they were... You know, they're they're trying to be a little too cute with the yeah. jokes, like the self deprecating jokes. Um, it just took forever. I, I That's a long freaking time. Yeah. Sets up um for a sequel. Yeah, yeah, they it's all do, right? Like the dollars. Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. But um but like the guy that uh like I'll say this uh Black Panther yeah. was again, that was another shit, that movie was great. That was a great movie. And I didn't know anything about that story or I those comic either. books or anything? Yeah, I saw
0: Black Panther. Cool, right? Yeah, I enjoyed it. My family enjoyed it. Yeah.
1: So those guys, I, I like those. They show up kind of about three-quarters of the way in. And I like the dude, the big dude from Black Panther just barks over oh, I like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he shows up with his bullshit. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I won't yeah. say anything else. I just, I just kind of walked out and go, yeah. Like, when we saw Panther or Civil War or Spider-Man or Iron Man, I haven't yeah. seen Captain America or any of the Thors. But you walk out, you go, shit, that was a great popcorn movie. Where you go, this, this was yeah. pretty cool. Um, that's funny. And this one, I was just like, way, way too long. Wait till, That is way too long, especially if you're taking
0: kids. Three hours, that's like The Godfather. That's yeah, we went for time. work. Yeah, that's, right. that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, pretty pretty badass to see it. But, um, but a bunch of those guys. I didn't realize the villain is Josh Brolin. Josh yeah. Brolin plays the villain. And he's great. Like, that dude's he's great. He's good in everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but no, you just, like, I didn't know Vin Diesel uh, was yeah. the one guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. That was pretty funny. Uh, Bradley Cooper's pretty funny as that raccoon. Um, So, yeah, but God, I don't know. Felt like it was a little bit of overkill. Yeah. I'm, I'm oh, near- it has
0: to be. There's 64 superheroes in that movie.
1: Is that really yeah. the number? Are you ex- are no, you no, exaggerating? No, 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 64.
0: I mean, there's 64. 60. Yeah, I was like,
1: thinking, this has to be
0: the easiest movie to make a paycheck without a lot of lines because you've got to give lines to everybody.
1: You know, not in it is my boy Paul Rudd in Ant Man. Oh, Paul Rudd should have been in it. I was telling my sons, I love Ant Man because it's the first movie that I took my sons to by ourselves. Yeah. It was just the three of us, and we went and just mowed popcorn and laughed our ass. Ant Man, did you see that Never movie? Never saw Ant Man. Oh, shit, that's funny as hell. Paul, Paul Rudd's great.
0: That's funny. but now, um, it, it is funny. When you have kids and you take them to that first superhero movie, yeah. you can remember it forever. I, I've told you that, and I'll never forget taking my youngest to see the Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Yeah. I could tell you what I was eating. I mean, yeah. at, at, the, at the theater at that time, it was one of those memories that we
1: have. Hey, remember we saw
0: this together when you were you know, four?
1: Well, I know enough to know that it was um, uh, Tobey Maguire and then Andrew Garfield, but I like the kid, uh Tom Holland is yeah. great. He looks like Peter Parker to me. Like those other guys look like they're forty. <laughs> this guy looks like he's fifteen and he's funny and he's yeah. and he's cool. Um we're gonna get into what's coming up and then whatever else, and you fuckers can stop lighting me up on Twitter when you always write. <laughs> Love when Jeff says one more thing and I look and the show's got two hours to go. Because you're always right. Um this show we, we talked about the, the Chargers. Dave will tell you, when we left 1360 in the summer of 2016, I had zero interest in doing a podcast. It yep. goes right along the lines of what Howard Stern said the other day, and I laughed at it. When he said, when I'm done, I'm done, and I won't be doing a podcast because anybody can do it from their buddy's garage. And I laughed my ass off because I go, that's exactly – now." Let me just stop. I'm not putting myself in sterns. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, but when, you
0: made a living on the radio. It makes sense what you're saying. For a this long a correlation.
1: Time. Yeah. And you go, yeah, when you have been lucky enough to do that, you don't view this. And that. people are like, you can do this, you can do it, and the whole thing. And I said, no, no, no. Plus, there was really nothing going on that I felt like we had a comment on. And then the Chargers left. And when the Chargers left, and the start of February uh twenty seventeen. Dave and I felt like, well, you know, we, we have some stories that are a little different than anybody else, and we'll tell it and we'll put it out there and we'll we'll do one or two. Well shit, how many Dave did we do that we lost or erased? Yeah. A ton. From the start. It's a ton. And the early ones all went about forty minutes. Yeah. And You're right. there were some radio stories. And some other things. And then we left. And then we would come back and we'd go in Bubba's Garage and we would do a couple of more. They were all just kind of jerking around. But they were fun because Katie Temple would come in. C.S. Mark came Grant. in. Brett Boone. Yeah. Mud came in. uh, You know, and it was great. And then everything kind of changed this year. And the podcast kind of changed uh, on January the 1st. And, we, and we've gone through this. Uh, it, it, it kind of started, I feel like it changed a little bit with Lisa Ann. Yeah. Cause we, we couldn't have ever done that on terrestrial. Nicole Eggert. Nicole Eggert was great. Um, but January 1st, when, when Dave's dad took his life and on that same day, two guys that couldn't be tighter, I found out we, we were getting a divorce. Yeah. I mean, you just go life changing things and we just came in and we just, we told you everything. And that's kind of where I, I feel like uh, the podcast changed. I mention this because there have been two consistents during this whole thing. And it's been me and it's been Dave. That's it. We come in here. We turn the mics on. Shortly after that, Ryan Barkley jumped in and said, I believe in what you're doing. And started sending money our way. And we will always be thankful to Ryan for what he's meant to this show. Brian Curry was right behind him, and Brian yep. Curry has been fantastic. Uh, then Blake from Happy Plumbing, Alan from Tailor Made Pools, uh, and we continue to add new people. But the one consistent day in, day out, outside of the audience, was me, and it was Dave. Yep. And Curry loved what we were doing. Barkley was doing. And with all respect and love to those guys, if they didn't, then we would have said, we are doing this show for us, and I'm thrilled that you're here. Luckily, they haven't, and they're still in. I mention it because as this show grows, there are a handful of people that feel like all of a sudden now, as we close in on May 1st, they feel the need to send us unsolicited advice. Stop. You weren't here You don't understand the journey this podcast has taken. Dave doesn't give a fuck what you think. (laughs) And if you think Dave doesn't give a fuck what you think, magnify it by 10. Because we don't. We we will figure this out ourselves. We're not interested in going back to terrestrial radio. We've said it. Because, A, I don't want to interview the fucking guy that Steve Woods has to interview at 830 tomorrow, (laughs) the guy who yelled out San Diego in my heart, because that's boring segments when when i couldn't agree more and i don't want to be the guy the canapa guy but when i grew up in radio you know we were told every day every segment counts yep you don't do again because i love ben and woods and i want them to succeed they interviewed the guy who's the 6 p.m producer i'm sorry guys it was fucking horrendous (laughs) horrendous and the guy was on a speakerphone And you go, shit, come on, man. Come on. Yeah. And I thought about it, Dave, when when we were talking about being at the Forum yesterday. I'm not a fan of the band Rush. I I don't pay attention to Rush. But I've always paid attention to Neil Peart, the drummer, because he wrote a couple of books. Neil Peart doesn't go out in concert in San Diego and say, you know what? I'm going to fuck around during Limelight tonight because, shit, I'll be good tomorrow night at the Forum. (laughs) Yeah. When I play the forum and when I play MGM and when I play the garden, I'm going to be great. But in San Diego, who gives a shit? Six minutes out of a two-hour show. going to fuck around. They go, We're gonna, we got to be great for this six minutes. You can't be great anymore in local radio. You're talking about a a, a rugby team. Stop. This is where we want to be. We are on this journey. We don't need your unsolicited radio advice. Don't coach me on how fucking long the show will be. We'll determine it. You don't like it? Go fucking listen to something else. Don't tell me, hey, I can help you monetize it. I don't need your fucking help. I don't want you representing the show. With all due respect, go do something else. And it's so frustrating to me because I have a couple of guys that have sent great shit. My buddy Aaron, been friends with forever, was the first guy to say, man, you don't have to be a subscriber show. And I said, all right, I'm listening, tell me why. And he said, uh, he said, man, I love where you guys are going. I love it, it's grassroots. Um, and he said, he said, I'm, I'm looking at your social media and I know a lot of people are in it, but he said, you have so many people that are downloading it and he just kept talking and I go, you know what? I, I can't argue any of those points. And I called Dave. Remember? Yeah. We talked about that night. and I go, you know what? This fucking. And I called Aaron yesterday. I go, look, he got one thing right. Doesn't make you Don Imus. Fuck. Well, a, yeah. Fuck off. And,
0: that, and again, for, as of right now, we aren't going to become a subscription site. Correct. But things can change.
1: Correct. But tonight we're not. Yes. There could be something that Aaron suggests, and we'll get to. One other guy that called me, that I thought was great, was a buddy of mine, Felix Taverna. Now, some of you may have heard Felix through the years on radio. Felix and I have been friends for more than 30 years. Yeah. He is somebody that looks out for me and cares about me. And, uh, he said to me, he goes, uh, he goes, man, I'm listening to the podcast. And he goes, look, you didn't tell me to go fuck myself. I don't don't care. Yeah. But he said, he goes, man, I I feel like the cussing on it is, (laughs) is diminishing what you're doing. And I said, that's funny you mention it, because that's why I listened when the Stern Show first came out. I thought, like, Gary Delabate. But I said to him, how many shows have you heard? I he goes, well, I've heard this one, this one, this one. I go, did you hear the early January ones? He goes, no. And I told him what had gone on. He goes, God dang, God dang. I'm... <laughs> but he's a guy that I've been friends with for 30 years that I know how much he likes and cares about you and me. That I go, dude, keep talking. Let me hear it. We're fleshing it out as we go. If, if you're not in that group where we go, you're one of these guys that we've been, respectfully, keep fucking walking because you're not somebody that's helping. You're just fucking annoying. I have a full-time job. I'm going through a divorce. We're here a couple of nights a week. I'm trying to do a good job, as Dave is, for the people that actually monetize this show. We're trying to show respect to them. And nobody needs your your fucking opinion. <laughs> God, it's the most annoying Am I crazy on that? No, it's,
0: it's always that way. It's always what people want to jump in. By the way, I mean, and and when we got big things coming as far as more we'll options if you have a chance to listen. Big things are coming. But I tell you what, just looking at numbers before we started the show, more yeah. than almost a million or if not more than a million people have listened to this podcast. It's, it's, it's pretty outstanding, the support the podcast has gone. So when people are jumping on, hey, I appreciate the advice. Yeah. But right now, things are rolling along pretty yes. damn good.
1: That's it. But here's the thing, too. It's not the advice. Let me be let me kind of clarify some of this. When some of you are like and and miserable padre fans here tonight said, "Hey man, I can help you guys get on Google Play." You go, "Shit, that's great." Kyle Kyle Fluger wrote us a great email the other day and said, "Hey, I can help with your website." Dude, please bring that going. Yep. Bring that in all day long. I love that shit. If you go, "Hey, we can do this." Uh buddy of mine who will remain nameless when we talked about Tommy John surgery said, "Hey, I could show you, you know, these that's the kind of stuff we need. It's the shit where it's like, you know, you're not really doing this right. Uh, well, really? <laughs> really? What are you doing right now? Go, go, go listen to Martha Stewart, okay? Leave me alone. Um, so when I was talking to Aaron the other day, and this is kind of maybe where we need some of your help, your thoughts on it, because when we said we were going to be a subscription, there were a ton of people, including Brian Curry and Alan Taylor, our sponsors— That jumped in and said, we're in it 100% and we're going to do all kinds of shit for the first 50 people that signed up. I couldn't tell you how much that meant to me. It was incredible. But when I talked to Aaron and I said, yeah, you know, uh, I think you're right. And we we announced that for the time being, we're not being a subscriber. I also appreciate how many people came out and said, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Didn't make any comments when we were thinking about it. But when we said no... Said hey man, we appreciate it. Thanks. And I go, Wow, that's kind of cool. They let it, they, they just kind of let us find our own way. And uh, and said, Okay, you know, Sean Wolcheff. Yeah. Said, yeah. He goes, uh, you know, it's funny, man. He goes, I didn't think that was the right move for the podcast. And I said, Well, why did you fucking say that? Yeah, anything? you cheap fuck. Yeah, you bastard. <laughs> and he said, he started laughing. He goes, I didn't say anything. Because I I figured you guys were gonna figure it out, and yeah. he said if you wouldn't, then I would have told you, and and we would have gone. But the one thing they've all brought up, yeah, is Patreon, and I have always kind of fought that because I felt like it was a GoFundMe account until my boy Aaron Creasy said to me the other day, because you're looking at it the wrong way. He said you're looking at he said. Um, it's very common amongst podcasts. And he said, Jeff, you have to view it not like a GoFundMe. Oh, we're desperate. Can we have some porridge? Um, he said you have to view it the way PBS does it, sponsorship deals. So uh, that might be something yeah. that we set up. And, and we'll look at that. Um, if you know things on it, if you have thoughts on it, um, if you're part of it, you like it, you don't like it, please. That kind of stuff, because I don't know anything about it. Dave, I'm, do you, I don't know how much no. you know about it. Limited? Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts, one way or the other. Um, because the easy road would have been, hey, we're a subscriber. Uh, I'll tell you what Dave and I said. We didn't want your credit card info. I was so scared that somebody that would be a, a friend of this show could get a credit card, you know, uh, ripped off. I, I just, I, I didn't want that. and And I just... When Dave and I looked at what what he looked at tonight, the downloads where you said a million, you go, man, uh, there's a ton of people listen. I was seriously, I knew what the financial impact would be because I felt like. Uh, then you got the science of four ninety nine versus six. It's too much for me. I'm too stupid. <laughs> and then we have to hire somebody from India to tell you, hey, you can't cancel. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have our district manager Alan Horton call you. Um I I I hated that. Yeah. I hated the idea. It was like I I don't know. And so uh, I I thank Aaron, I thank Felix for for Colin saying I thank Sean and and all the rest of you that said, "Hey, we're in." And I thank even more the ones of you that said afterwards, um, "Hey, thanks." Because I appreciate that you let us find our way and then uh and then, you know, yeah. but maybe Patreon something. We're, we're it's always moving. It's growing. It is. It's and growing dramatically. It's growing, and we're crazy not to find a way to monetize it. I'm sorry it's the way of the world. You all get paid for your job. This is quickly becoming more than just, hey, let's tell you charger stories, and uh, and hopefully we can find a happy balance Absolutely,
0: day. and I will say, obviously, this podcast has grown a lot because of word of mouth because mm-hmm. you have listened, Absolutely. and you you pass it on to your friends, and you got
1: to listen to these guys. And Which is another thing. I'm sorry, Dave, not to yeah, jump no in. No problem. But Aaron made another great point, and I'm going to give him credit where it's due because I love this. We always talk about Brian Curry as I Sell San Diego, right? Yep. Um, uh, Ryan Barkley is Papa Bark. We got to get Blake on uh, Twitter. We do have to get Blake on Twitter. Uh, Alan Taylor is on there at TaylorMade. Can you guys do us a favor? If uh, this it'll take you no time, please a follow them on Twitter. Follow them on Twitter because social media is big for us and for this show. And if they put something out, man, retweet it. Like it. But if we retweet what Barkley's doing or Brian Curry's doing or Alan's doing, our new group tonight, um, it's going to extend because as much as I tease you guys about having 49 followers and I say, yep. hey, get back to me when you have 50, Dude, those 49 people are now going to be aware of what Brian Curry's doing. They're going to be aware of what Ryan Barkley's doing, Taylor Pools is doing. And if you guys could just get in the house, ha- I'm not saying you got to go through every one, but if you see these guys on your timeline and you just go, dude, it takes two seconds. To they're the reason why up. right now you guys are not getting charged. Yeah, you know, they're the guys. And, and if you could just do that for us, that's all I'm asking. It's just as simple as a retweet and send it out. I know those guys have never asked us to do that. That's why I love those guys. They've never asked for anything. Um, but if we could do that, I, I think, and that was a, a great idea from from Aaron. He said, dude, we got to get people retweeting out yeah. the messages from all the guys that throw dough at that podcast. And I love that idea. And if you, if you guys would do that, it would mean a lot to us. Now, those guys will probably all be surprised, but if you did, I bet they dig it, too. There you go. Again, Jeff
0: pointed out before, we do have more advertisers who are jumping on. If you're interested in advertising on the show. Yeah. Very- they will
1: actually call you back. I will-, <laughs> will
0: you? I will call them back. It's Sunday. Relax. I'm working on it to get three teams to the damn USA nobody championships. Cares. nobody I care. I got little kids trying to get to Arizona. Little kids. Come on. Watch it, Leisure Friar. <laughs> Relax. If you want if you're interested in advertising on the show, you know we'll take care of you. It's easy. Dave Palais at yahoo.com or JP.seth at yahoo.com. Very, very
1: simple. All right. We want to thank Superior Fence is coming in starting May the first. Superior Fence would be with us. Uh and Daniel, all the guys there. They're fantastic. You can find them online at SanDiegoSuperiorFence.com. I'm doing this just kind of off my phone, but look for Superior Fence. Daniel is in, but this is my conversation with him today. Uh, I said, uh, hey, we want to start hyping you up. Even though the meter doesn't start to May 1st, we're thrilled to have you. So I go, hey, we good. El Diablo never contacted me, (laughs) slacker. He called me the devil in the email. Yeah. So this is what we need to tell you. We do all types of fence installation uh vinyl chain link wood custom ironworks driveway gates with automation uh <laughs> this is the great part yeah okay i watch you especially everybody else you can just <laughs> yeah tune out or do whatever but dave this is the important part that i would like you to listen to from my <laughs> man daniel i can drop off a check whenever you want i'm around town giving estimates every day uh but vinyl fences custom iron uh work out great for those guys and uh And then I said, okay, great. We'll take care of it. He goes, cool. Who wants to get paid? I said, me. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you can follow Daniel on Twitter at g u e uh, -E, excuse me, Daniel. G-U-E-R-O. Looks like C-V Guerrero. Yeah. Uh, But he's only got 67 followers. Let's hype him up. Welcome him to the family and and give it to him. I'm so thrilled those guys are here. We'll hype him up again. Uh, later in the week no podcast tomorrow night what night we coming back Thursday, Thursday? okay um, so that will be great but uh, I'm super stoked that these guys are here uh, part of the family now great stuff from Alan Taylor uh, we're talking about TaylorMade real quick yeah for sure uh, you look at right now
0: what Alan Taylor is doing TaylorMade pools TaylorMade pools Alan has done a fantastic job here in San Diego I'm gonna give you his phone number uh, Alan, again, 619-449-4452. The pools are absolutely amazing. TMP, okay? TMP, made Pools. Those guys have done a fantastic job. What Alan pointed out to me yesterday is like, look, everybody's excited about the new pool and everything that's yeah. going. He can't wait to start a new brand new pool for you. But he goes, right now, you want to focus on what's going on. If you have a pool right absolutely. now. And you're saying, you know what? My pool's not in the condition it needs to be for, for summertime. Resurfacing, getting that pool ready to go. The kids are getting out for summer break. Remodel your pool right. Now, Alan Taylor, Taylor Made Pools. He can help you in every area to related to remodel, old pool upgrade, the tile, also uh, the surface. You name it. Alan is your guy. We couldn't be more happy to have him around. He is the best in the business. Over 20 years in the business. For Alan, he can sit there and make your backyard beautiful. Turn it your backyard into a staycation resort, barbecues, fire pits, concrete, pavers, etc. Do it. Don't forget about Alan Taylor. Is your guy?
1: I swear to God, I'm gonna what throw it, this. Where's the grotto? And
0: the grotto, of course, the grotto for J.D. Pepper. You never Jeannie know. Pepper, she's gonna knock on the door. Lisa, <laughs> someone drops
1: <drives laughs> J.D. Pepper on me once a week because of you. In Vera, in Vera, in the grotto. How many people have had this? Where I used to live, and I, I think too, you may want to contact them. My old place, the the pool guy showed up on Monday. Nobody uses the pool on Monday, and the pool always just kind of looked, eh? <laughs> so. Change it up, man. Change the look at it. That's why I talked to Alan the other day. We're going back and forth because I, I said to him, I said, Alan, we may not have everybody ready to bring you know, the land yeah. mover into the backyard. But what about the people that have a pool and don't necessarily like the look of it? Please give them a call. 20 years in business and you can change the look of it. Dave, no joke. Absolutely. The resurfacing of the pool. I don't know how many people do that. I told you. And this is where I may have to step in and help Alan out a little bit because when I was about 12 or 13, every year, New Orleans Court, Richfield, Minnesota, 97 West 77th Street, 55423, (laughs) I was the guy at the uh, end of spring, we would get all the snow and the dead gophers out of the bottom of the pool because they'd go in there, the ice would freeze over and the gophers would be dead. We'd get them out of there, we'd clean everything out. And guess who would be in there with the blue rubber pool, getting that baby ready to look go? At that. Me. Look at you. 12 years old. Uh, setting the chlorine level. So, Alan, again, Yeah. look, everybody needs help, right? If Derek Jeter can be coached, Alan Taylor can be coached. I may have to come over. I'll find some time. Yeah. And we'll just come over. Nothing wrong with double-checking your math. It's all good.
0: If I was you, I would just drop your work experience off with uh, Lisa Ann for what you just said. I've seen that movie. Yeah. While you're working in that pool, she's rubbing ice cubes
1: on herself. I've he seen sh- that movie. You should let her know that you have experience. I'm gonna let her know. I've been the pool boy. Now all I gotta do is I gotta find one of those goddamn jumpsuits. Alan, do you have one of those jumpsuits? That <laughs> button up the front? Can somebody give me a little baseline, please. <laughs> please. Um The research the point that I was gonna make, yeah. I'm not I will not be coming over to double check Alan's work. The point being, and I understand we don't have to deal with winter here. But we would resurface that yeah. pool every year, and it made such a difference it in does. it. Yeah, all those kind of things. Plus, just have them come over and make sure everything's working right. Why not? The guy's fantastic. All of
0: you have seen what a good pool looks oh, like, when a bad pool looks like. Don't forget about the saltwater technology, waterfalls, grotto slides. Jeff just mentioned it. Alan's number again, 619-449-4452. What? What the, grotto? <laughs>
1: uh, Vera will not be showing up at the grotto. My main man, Brian Curry from uh, I Sell San Diego on Twitter – could not be a better guy. I, I honestly, when we had talked about the subscription, Dave, and he jumped right in and said, I'm going to buff out the first 50 people that subscribe." Jeez, man. where do you, Like, I listen to all these morning shows. Yeah. Nobody has an ad lib. Nobody has an nope. ad lib. And nobody has a relationship. I will take the relationship that me and Diablo have with our friends that sponsor this podcast over anybody in this market. Anybody in this market, you show me the partnership, the friendship that you have, where you get that kind of support from a guy like Brian Curry. It's amazing. And the funny thing is, and I needed to call him this week and talk to him, is all of a sudden I heard, because my whole plan had been to just go back to La Mesa and rent. Yeah. And now all of a sudden I'm hearing by first part of the fall, as the market may adjust. Wow uh, market may adjust a little bit. And so what that means is, uh, maybe I, maybe I go back to being a homeowner. Maybe the right time is to rent. I mean, it's a, it's a, I mean, I'm not joking. It's a life changing decision for me because I'm doing something that has to be right for me financially safe for my sons who are 10. Um, and it's got a big impact and I couldn't be more confident or more happy or more relaxed. Knowing that I got Brian Curry on my side, I I couldn't be right.
0: Brian is absolutely great, he's the man. 20 years in the business, he's a military guy. We love our military here in San Diego brian's your guy 20 years again president's elite with caldwell banker top one percent internationally he's absolutely fantastic certified negotiation specialist i might have to get a place in
1: dubai because if (laughs) genie pepper wants to travel i need to be ready
0: to go you'll be set ready to go against all over san Diego county you name the area i'm not going to jump on you jeff obviously gives you how will
1: i be sucks I'm like, not
0: sending Brian Curry there. I'd be here at City Heights. Jeff's not going.
1: We're not going it would to be City Jeff's Heights. be Jeff's neighbor. He's not going to be either one Look, of those places. You're going to move into City Heights. Brian reluctantly is going to give you the key. He's not going to give you the big guy hug. He's just going to wish you well. And then you're going to be like, well, you know, we got a lot to unpack. Let's go walk around. You're going to be like, well, then uh, I'll pull a loco the title max right here. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit that's it oh my gosh brian's a full service broker
0: with access to the best professionals in the mortgage and home inspection business don't forget brian's number 619-251-1588 619-251-1588 it's easy to to contact him through email brian at briancurry.com also briancurryrealestate.com
1: yeah and then we got our guys uh at happy plumbing blake i gotta get you on twitter brother There's so much going out well he's too busy cleaning drains true they I don't have time for your reindeer games like YouTube. Cleaning drains, drains and
0: dry heaving. <laughs> for whatever the hell you guys got in there. Go easy on my man, Blake. He came <laughs> up with the by. greatest special of all time. $99 every drain. And then sure enough, you guys are calling. You're calling Blake right there. 619-433-4943. That is a great special. No joke. Jeff mentioned it when he moves. He's calling them. $99 drain cleaning. Any drain. You know what it's like. You got to shave every single day. All of a sudden, yep. that drain is clogged and that water is well, not of going down. Some shave every day. You <laughs> shave twice a month. But you, yeah. You're in the shower and all of a sudden you realize, is that water on top of my toes? Look, you got to call Blake. Blake will take care of you. Blake and Travis do a great job. Happyplumbing.com. They'll tell you it's the easiest way to get a hold of them. Go to the website. Happyplumbing.com. 24-hour service, seven days a week.
1: You know, it's funny. We had a situation in the office the other day where there was a leak. First thing I said, I said, call Blake right now at Happy Plumbing. They go, ah, it's not our building. We have to follow. I'm like, God dang. And they, But buddies of mine are like, hang on, what? And I go, yeah, call Blake at Happy Plumbing. And they all said the same thing. I'm like, that's the coolest name ever. I go, it's a great name. It's a fitting name because, as our friend Sam Bass pointed out, when the plumbing works, we're all happy. You're absolutely right. And I went through it with the slab leak. Boy, when the plumbing sucks, nobody's happy. Nobody is happy. But if you are dealing with anything, I don't even know if my desk... I hope my desk is there tomorrow. <laughs> I hope my desk isn't in the middle of Lucadia right now in that little park. But first thing, and and I've said it, this is not a lie. Blake, I'm telling you, when Curry gets me lined up and I'm in, yeah. and hopefully Alan Taylor and I start designing the pool in my backyard, the next call is going to... Shit, maybe the first call I make, with all respect, Alan, uh, is... I'm, Blake, take that... I'm leaving. (laughs) I am leaving. I'm going to El Centro to go out there for some casino. Maybe Freddy Fender's in town. I will do whatever. Get that goddamn drain cleaned out. Take whatever you find, a skunk, goddamn Sasquatch, whatever you find in there, and get it out. Clean it. So when I come back, you'll just be like, dude, you're ready to go? Your water pressure's good, right? Water pressure is the craziest shit ever. It's everything. That Without a
0: doubt, 619-433-4943,
1: happyplumbing.com. All right, that is very good. So uh, this will be, I, th- I think, last thing for me. Um, as we talked about the progression of the podcast, yeah. one of the things I, I mentioned was our friendship with Lisa Ann, Porn Star Hall of Famer. Now, we would not, I'm just telling you, we would not be allowed to encourage Uh, We wouldn't be able to retweet. We wouldn't be able to do any of that if we worked at terrestrial radio. People go, "What does that mean?" Jargon. (laughs) (laughs) Terrestrial radio is uh, anything you hear in your car. It's not satellite radio. It's AM and and FM. We would not be able to do that, and it's because Dave's a perv (laughs) and Stocker at the Super Bowl that we even Super Bowl Fifty, Super Bowl Fifty that we started that friendship and she sent us a copy of the book. And I, I don't know, I guess she's been on a lot of radio shows where the guys didn't read the book. And because if you remember when we talked to her, she was just stoked that we, that we'd read it We yeah. talked to things and we referred back to it. And she was really cool. And what I've said to everybody that asked me about that interview is we didn't get a whole lot of reaction from the guys out there. Um, But what meant a lot was Tracy and Jane and Rose and other female uh, part of the female demographic that we appreciate so much. When you said, hey, she was really likable and thank you for not going gratuitous and just kind of telling her story. And off you go. Um, When she was last, the only time she was on the show, she had been retired and she was doing fantasy sports and being successful and everything else and kudos to her because she understands like we all do that there's windows of opportunity in any job you do but if you are in an entertainment based industry that window can be small she was still in her prime when she walked away and she has come back and she has made a new movie and because of that she will send images out on social media so the other day um Doing what, Like, they, you know, just where you're, like, it's a Friday. We're getting ready to get out. Or I guess it was Thursday. And I'm looking ahead because yeah. Friday's a half day. And uh, you're distracting. I'm kind of looking at social media. Whatever was going on that day, there was something going on. And here comes a picture of <laughs> Lisa Ann. And she's... At the ranch. At the ranch. (laughs) And she's in a bra, and it's like she's got denim shorts on that are in the process, apparently, of either coming up or going down. I'm going to guess they were going down. It's (laughs) just me because I'm I'm the midnight gambler. (laughs) And uh, so one other thing that happened with our friendship with her is I deemed her, when I was still married, which is funny, um, I deemed her my date, yeah. For the 2019 Dave and Jeff Christmas Party. This show started August 1st, 1998. It'll be 20 years on August 1st. We've never had a Christmas party. <laughs> Ever. Uh, that changed when she wrote, I'm in. With about five exclamation yeah. points. And my buddies and Dave are like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I'm like, shit, we better plan a Christmas party. And then everybody's like, well, how do we go? We're like, you don't go. That, that's how you go. You don't. Um, so that's been very funny. So knowing that when she sends this picture out, yeah, she likes any time I get the opportunity to remind Dave that she's yeah. my date to the Christmas party. Knowing that Dave's been married to a fantastic woman for 27 years and he can't do anything about it. So I said, Whoa. How's your day going, Dave? Merry Christmas. And I sent that picture out to which she replied directly to us yeah. with a better picture. Yeah. And I go, less Dios. close. Less close. <laughs> close up. And Dave and I, Dave sends me a message immediately. This chick is a fucking riot and we're <laughs> dying because she gets it. She's funny. She's just sticking around. And uh, no pun intended. Yeah shut up <laughs> shut up so i will tell you i had her number in my phone i yeah. no longer do i know because you delete everything it's the dumbest move you've ever made in your life i i don't have her number but i, I can it. but we follow each other of course you do. <laughs> so i sent her a message and i just said to her i go look uh the podcast is doing really well and i said dave and i Appreciate your role in this a lot, and I said, "Just playing along is great." I hope, I hope everything's cool. Uh, you know, talk to you yeah. later. And I said, uh, "I don't know." And she, she writes me right back, and uh, I guess she writes me back because I don't send her dick shots. I'm not Brett <laughs> Park. And uh, wink, wink. No, I don't. It's for Vera. I'm loyal to the soil. And she wrote me back and she said, um, she goes, it's great. She goes, I love the interaction. Um, And she said, we should do something. Uh, We should do something. And depending on my schedule, I'll come down. So two things immediately came to mind. Number one, I couldn't be a bigger fan of Bob McElroy at the Alpha Project. Bob McElroy is, to me, a difference maker in this town. Dave, when I'm in L.A. yesterday... I'm driving down Sunset. You know right the area where I'm at. I'm right by Hollywood High. And, dude, there are just two guys, homeless guys, sound asleep on their back in the middle of the sidewalk at 2 o'clock in the afternoon where I go, is that guy dead or is he just sleeping? And the homeless uh, situation, I must call it a problem. It's not. It's a situation. has gotten incredibly bad. Bob has been downtown for 35 years and has done incredibly, incredible things for the Alpha Project. And he and I have struck up a friendship. And I just, I said to her, um, I said, she said, let's do something for charity. And I said, okay. I said, well, we have, we have two things that we would like to do. I said, uh, we'd like to do something for the Alpha Project because of our respect for Bob. And I let her know I said, in case you weren't aware, Dave's father took his life in January. And yeah, it's a little bit of a fuck you at 97.3. Um, but but also much more out of respect to Lou Palais, who uh, was so wonderful to us and such a wonderful man. Um, I said, we would like to do something to to uh, pay tribute to a suicide prevention group. And she said that, funny you mentioned that, because there was an actress named August Ames. Yep. I think we had talked about it. Um, an adult actress who got bullied on social media and took her life. Lisa Ann has become friends with August Ames' husband and has said, you know, just in our conversation, what he has gone through trying to find the answer why. Uh, Why did this happen? And she said, I'm in. Because I said, okay, let's work. She's traveling all the time, right? And she said, you know what? Let's just so she and I, and I'm sure you as well, Dave, we will we'll talk this week yeah. and she's just like, I'm coming down. So what we're going to figure out is, yes, it is a way um, for for all of you that want to just meet her and say hello, uh, get a photo, get an autograph, get your book signed. Who knows what it is? Um, and I would tease you guys, but ultimately you're not getting in. I'm, I'm sorry. You're just not getting in unless you're willing to help. I'm not yes. saying it's got to be $1,000. Nobody's looking for crazy money. But understand what this is. She's coming down to be a part of it because the big goal is to put some money in the Alpha Project, who we love, and also for suicide prevention. Yep. And and we're going to do that in, in Lou's memory, in the memory of August Ames. And anybody else? A uh, lot of
0: teenagers, unfortunately, are going through it.
1: Man, for any of you that have been affected by it, we saw it with the Klein thing. We're way beyond the Klein thing. This is about doing this in the spirit of Lou and August Ames, who meant a lot to Lisa Ann. And my dad's
0: cat would be proud.
1: Goddamn right! If you remember Dave's cat, shit. I'll oh tell my you what. God, my dad's cat. I just heard Stern say the other day, you know what? No joke. Your cat's got the healthiest prostate because to avoid prostate cancer, you're supposed to get off 27 times a month. <laughs> so God bless a uh, loose cat that's probably got the cleanest prostate of any feline in Nashville. God bless you. Um, but so there's a couple of different things that we are thinking about, but we are going to put this together. It's going to happen quick. It's going to happen this week. But if you're like, look, man, um, yeah, you know, I just want to come and meet her and get a photo and everything else, and I'll donate six bucks. it's just not going to work. Okay, I'm sorry. It's just not. It's our chance as this show grows um, to continue our efforts yeah. to give back, and and we want to give back uh, Dave and your dad's memory. Yeah, because uh, you know what your dad meant to me, um, and and I didn't know August Names, but uh, I love Bob McElroy like family. And he was all fired up. That's cool. He's just great. And the thing I love about Bob is Bob just goes down, kicks ass every day. Just kicks ass. So um, we're going to figure out logistics. Uh, I don't know. You know, um, I don't know if we talked to Brett Boone or, or Weddle about sending over some things and maybe we do a silent auction. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I have a buddy of mine who has a local hotel where we could just get a ballroom and Cali Comfort comes out and brings some food. I, I just don't know. Um, if you have thoughts on that, like we said about the the Patreon and everything else, we're wide open. But, but let me make this really clear because as much as we joke around and everything else, and I, I think, I, I know I speak for Dave on this, when somebody like that says, who's incredibly busy, said, look, I'm going to come down and oh, we're going to yeah. do this. We're going to give back to all the people that have supported this podcast supported me during the the most miserable time in my life and i feel great now because of all of you um uh dave's doing well i i think Dave. i won't speak for you but but you've said to me uh what this audience has meant um let's take it let's take it the next step man there are people in this town that are hurting and there are people that are doing an incredible job of helping them get through it that don't look for the attention and let's just let's just do it we'll do it right and it's going to be a memorable night it'll be a great night and and what will make it a great night is when we can give a check to bob and i've already talked to bob about because suicide prevention homeless go hand in hand and and he knows the right people it's going to be 100 percent of the money whatever you write a check for that money is gone um i can't speak for for lisa if she says hey i gotta sell a few books sell the books yeah go ahead Uh, yeah but shit but um but it's just kinda that's where we are. So when I tell you, look, I'm not looking for advice because nobody said to me in any of the unsolicited advice, you know what you should do, you should do a thing for charity. Nobody fucking said it. That's why Dave and I'll run the show. You guys sit back and listen. I, I think we're over two hours tonight. Who gives a shit? Where are we at? <laughs> we're at one forty two. Oh shit. Okay. Well then we got in under the two hour window. But again, um thank you to everybody. It it's been a really I know. It's been an interesting week,
0: right? It has been a crazy week. It's funny, even my uh, my oldest son sent out a picture of the tweet she sent to you and I, which she sent the picture of wearing less clothes on the ranch. Yeah. And he sent it to all his friends. How strange is it that my dad is friends with Ann and everyone wrote back, it is the coolest thing ever.
1: Yeah, you should tell him to send that. How strange is it that my dad's buddy is taking her to a Christmas party that currently doesn't exist? Oh, here's one other thing, too. Okay, one other thing. I love Hector. Don't don't start sending your little creeper messages to her. Hey, how do I get part of the production? Fuck off, okay? <laughs> fuck off. Don't don't, you little fucking twerp. You fucking jerk. I love that kid, because he always yelled ghost stealers. But I'm like, look at this guy. So get the fuck out of here. Move it. Hey, how how do I get part of the production team? like uh, you don't, okay? <laughs> Come on, scoot. Move it. Back to the bus, fuckhead. Uh <laughs> so i'm sorry i talked that whole thing but um but dave we are that that is going to be a tribute oh, to, that's going to be a tribute to your dad and uh and for her and uh and we're going to do that right It'd Be now. really cool yeah. we're, we're
0: really excited to do it and, and again this is one of those things because the audience and the way this show, show has absolutely. grown absolutely i don't think it would ever happen on regular radio no it chance. just wouldn't it just no wouldn't chance. there's no pd that would let this thing go through but God, again no. And, uh, and when you look at it, it's something that's going to be great.
1: So that's why when we said, yeah, you got one last thing. That's why when I say, let Dave and I develop the show. Because that's, we see the big picture. We may not understand how to get it on Stitcher. Uh, that's why I'm a man, <laughs> miserable Padre fans here. Google Play, right? We're doing all that stuff. But we are looking ahead at the next step. And that next step may be Patreon um we're we're discussing it could be kind of fun yeah we'll see um we're taking new sponsors um at, like superior fence and then uh but but the next goal is for the next meet and greet and next live podcast is going to be let's raise some fucking money let's go cool. and give bob mcelroy a check that will help what he's doing downtown and let's find oh by the way this would be it and then i promise i'm done I don't know the, I, I'm just telling you candidly, I don't know the right suicide prevention group. Uh, I hope, I don't know if we raised $200 or $2,000, but, but we want to make sure that the, the check that we put in the name of August Ames and Lou Palais and anybody else affected by it, uh, we want to make sure it's going to the right group. I, I don't know that, um, and I, I was taught at a young age, know what you don't know. Um, so if anybody says, hey, look, this is a group, and, and I know them and I trust them. And this is what they're doing. Give us a little bit of an idea. JP dots at Yahoo. Dave are you using Yahoo. Or yeah. we yeah,
0: will go Yahoo. Dave pal at Yahoo.com.
1: If you can just send us a couple of bullet points and then Dave and I'll uh, do a little leg work and I'll, I'll get together with Bob. would be great. Um, but but that's kind of where we're at. OK, I appreciate everybody that wants us to be great. I really do. I know your hearts are all in the right place, but but sometimes it's easier to just sit back and enjoy the ride. Um no, there's, this is what I said the other day to radio shows. This is also why I don't want to go back to terrestrial radio. I don't have any interest in a show where everybody has to be a live mic. And, and this goes to a lot of different shows in town. Um, what I said when this show started, what I would often tell guys is, you familiar with Jimmy Johnson? And this applies to every radio show in San Diego. That, that is paying attention. This is my message to you as what's called now a P1 as a listener, okay? And they'd say, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with him. And I'd say, okay, you understand he's been successful in NASCAR, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's from El Cajon. He's a San Diego guy. Yeah, 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 he's great. You know why he's successful? Well, he's a hell of a driver, but he's got a great team around him. And you know what that great team understands? That great team understands their role. There's a guy that comes in and changes the tires, and guess what? Uh, he does it better than Jimmy does. There's a guy in the booth with the headset on that navigates and tells him where to go. And guess what? He does that better than Jimmy does. Uh, The guy with the gas and and the other decision makers, uh, the guy who drives the car across the country, they're all great. But guess what? They all know their role. and, And why they know their role is because they don't try to do anybody else's role. And more importantly, none of those guys try to jump in and drive the car. Yep. There are guys that are the host of the show. They drive the car. Be comfortable in what your role is, whether you're the producer or the board op or the update guy, and just stay in that role. Because when I hear 10 different guys and we're all giggling because we're fucking crazy and we love each other, shit. (laughs) Click. (laughs) Click. I'm gone. And I want all these shows to do well, but stop falling into the trap of being lazy. Remind yourself every segment counts. And if I had to go in and they're like, look, man, hey, I'm Randy. I'm your board up. I get a little loud, but I'm really a big fan of the Indianapolis Colts. Randy, shh. <laughs> stop yelling and turn that mic off and take both hands, put it on and pu- push it. Randy, all the way away. Yeah, that's why we don't want to go back. We'll drive the car. Everybody else will know their role, and you don't have to listen to this crazy. <laughs>
2: All, right, that's All it. right,
1: we'll be back on Thursday with the
0: next one. Have a good week, everybody.